0: Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the show, go to patreon.com slash joshua and become a $2 backer today and get early access to the new episodes. I'll be leaving a link down in the description to the page, but for now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Augmented Experience Podcast. My name is Joshua Ravellis. I'm a student, musician, and a gamer at heart. Join me as I sit down with fellow enthusiasts to talk about what's going on in the technology, business, and gaming world. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Josh Ravellis. You already know who I am. And today we have a special episode because we're going to be talking about something fairly recent, actually, like, especially this is something that happened last week. So today's episode is going to be presenting you guys with a question. Is the Galaxy Fold the future of smartphones or is it a flop? Now, I think in order to address this question, we really have to understand what it is, because obviously, you know, most of you probably don't even know what the Galaxy Fold is, which I'd probably make the argument. I don't know how, especially given that it's been plastered all over the news, and Twitter, if you like checking Twitter, and YouTube, and it's just ridiculously on what we were presented with. So, the Galaxy Fold. It was introduced last week during the Samsung Impact event. And it was interesting, because going into the event, we, as the tech community, and as people that are interested in, like, the newest technology coming out in smartphones, we had nothing on the Fold. Like, we had no idea how it would look, we had no idea on what would be inside of it. We had no idea how this was going to work, especially that in theory this is Samsung's first foldable phone because it is, but is it the first foldable phone on the market? No, because throughout the years, other companies have tried to do an idea of foldable phones, and we've and we have dabbled with it before. We've seen examples with like an LG I forgot what it was, it was An LG Flex is what it was called. And that was quote unquote a foldable phone. It wasn't really a foldable phone, I'd argue with something else, but, and then more recently ZT came out with a foldable phone, but it was a failure because obviously it just wasn't practical. Now that Samsung is the first major company to design a foldable phone, but we'll get to that in a bit actually, that it was interesting because we had no idea what they were going to do or how this would work because in reality, you can't bend glass. It's just not feasible without it breaking. And obviously Samsung did a very... In like a very interesting way on how to approach it especially because when you look at the phone it has a metal hinge down the middle and when you connect the two pieces of the phone together it actually seems like there is no like there is no divide in the screen that there is no gap and that's what a lot of foldable phones I failed at is that it didn't seem seamless it seemed like you can clearly see a gap right down the middle and it just wasn't a full screen And that's arguably what foldable phones are supposed to be, is they're supposed to be a phone, but a tablet at the same time. And I think it was interesting, especially seeing the fold, especially because comparing it to say something like the Mate X, which is Huawei, one of the biggest Chinese phone manufacturers on the planet, they actually came out with a foldable phone. Obviously, we're gonna talk about that in a bit because I have a strong opinion against it, or I would say I have a strong opinion not against the foldable phone idea but that it's not ready yet and that's why like I asked this question is it the future or is it a flop so you know we have to ask ourselves like why what makes it special why does this stick out compared to every other smartphone now clearly besides being a foldable phone and you know being the first phone to quote unquote bend glass that You know, that's obviously something very unique. And then, given how many cameras this thing's gonna have, because if I was correct, it has in the inner layer when it's folded out in tablet mode, it has two cameras on the outside, it has three, and then on one of the other sides, it has one. So, in total, this thing has about six cameras. That's six cameras on a phone. Obviously, do I think a phone needs six cameras? No, I personally do not. I think probably two or three is perfectly fine, but. You know all power to them they can do whatever they want but you know that's something that makes it special and then another thing that makes it special is the fact that it has two batteries because since it's powering two screens clearly one battery is not going to be able to do that so they had to split the battery and obviously compared to most phones it has a fairly large battery it's definitely bigger than most but it does make it worrisome because we have to think about how is the battery life going to be on this phone and when you think about it you're powering two displays yes i understand it has a big battery and that battery is split in two batteries but it's still using a lot especially that given the resolution of the screen how big the screen is it will be a tall order and we're gonna have to see how they how this plays out really now we have to think about it in the sense of practicality as well and that's one of the main arguments i'll make against the foldable phones is that it's just not practical because given the amount of how much this phone's gonna weigh. Like, normal phones already, we consider, depending on bigger phones, tend to be heavier. And I'll provide an example in real life. When I still had my LG G6, I had the battery case for it. The battery case provided 8,000 milliamp hours extra. So obviously, it would make the phone last two days. However, it weighed like a brick, and given how one of my friends would always make the joke when he saw me have it, he was always like bro you could probably kill somebody with that because it was so huge and realistically it doesn't make sense it's not practical to carry everywhere yet i did carry it everywhere because i thought it wasn't that big of an issue even though what those cases were designed for is more traveling and obviously i wasn't using it for traveling i was just using it for practical use and that overall I'd argue did screw me over a little bit because, you know, I'm carrying around a brick and everyone's looking at me like, why the hell do you have a brick with you? And, but that's, that's kind of the point with smart with foldable phones is that it's not practical because it's not light. Obviously when someone wants a phone, they don't want to carry around a big old brick with them because you have to imagine, especially given this thing's price tag, it's a luxury item. This thing's valued at base price is like close to $2,000. It's, 1,980, somewhere in that range. But obviously we're going into two grand. This is the first time we've seen a $2,000 smartphone. And we have to ask ourselves, is this practical for the price? And obviously, you know, this is a luxury item. This isn't made for the general consumer. This is made for the people that want something unique that when they pull this out, they're willing to show people, hey, I have a lot of money and I'm willing to flaunt my luxuries around and show people hey I can afford the best of the best and even though some people make jokes about Apple being that obviously yes compared to Apple this is the most expensive smartphone but obviously we're gonna get to that Um, it is interesting though because this is the first time we've had a $2,000 smartphone and we've been making jokes especially when I say we I say people in the YouTube tech community and even technology as a whole we're getting to the point the smartphones, the prices are getting ridiculous. The fact that we even push to $1,000 for phones and smartphone manufacturers want us to upgrade phones every year, yet these phones cost $1,000 is just unethical. It doesn't work. It's not practical. It's not a maintainable system. And this is true because if you look at other businesses and other industries specifically, you notice how they have this large exponential growth over a course of years, and they're trying to sustain this growth, but it's doesn't work because it's not sustainable. It was a short-term move, but it doesn't work in the long term. Arguably people have made this joke about EA and Activision and all them because they did this with microtransactions. They included microtransactions and their stock basically multiplied sixfold and they're trying to sustain this growth and they're realizing it's unsustainable, yet they're doing short-term maneuvers to make it sustainable. And this is why the smartphone market is also dipping because They're trying to push this to make you upgrade a phone every single year but it just doesn't work because phones are getting better and we're at the point that they're so good they can last multiple years like two to three maybe even five years depending if you want to consider the iphone with software updates on the 5s but you get the point we're getting to a point that it doesn't make sense and it's showing and obviously yes i get that the fold is a luxury item do i think it's gonna sell a lot no i honestly think it realistically i wouldn't be surprised if it reaches a hundred thousand units sold but still i don't see samsung using this as a way to get profit i don't especially given the whole mechanism inside of this thing in order to make it work i don't think there's really that much profit to be made with this phone i honestly believe samsung is probably selling this phone at a loss but they're trying to get the market to Invest in this kind of technology to push forward a little bit more and obviously yes This event where they showed off this phone was on the 10th anniversary of Samsung releasing the s lineup So it only made sense that they were gonna include something for the next decade Now do I believe that the fold is a generation one product? For Samsung yes, but as an overall market no I think this is probably at least generation two especially because we already had the ZTE phone and this is clearly a lot more polished. Now, we have to talk about the Huawei Mate X, because this thing is, dear Lord, I don't know what they were thinking in this, because, so, this phone got unveiled three days after the Samsung events. Obviously, you know, some people are making jokes, it looks like the Chinese are doing a lot of corporate espionage, because nobody knew, we nobody knew about what the phone will look like, or how it would work. So that's why people were making jokes that, haha, the Chinese are spying on the US again and blah, 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 no one cares. But what's important is that this phone is another foldable phone. We just run into the same issue. It doesn't bend normally. If, here, I'll explain. The screen on the phone is not glass, it's plastic. Obviously this creates a lot of issues starting off because one, plastic You can bend plastic you obviously can obviously it's going to look really weird and clearly it looks a lot better aesthetically it looks better especially because when it's folded it has a big 6.4 inch display and then when you expand it outwards it goes up to eight but when you fold it the way to fold it is it folds instead of like closing inward like a hot dog it does the reverse of it so it's basically say it folds inward or outward, if you would say. That's the proper term, is outward. The fold, the Samsung fold, folds inward, and then the Huawei Mate X folds outwards. So that means the glass is exposed on the outside. Obviously, this is not practical because this means the thing's gonna scratch really easily. That's why I keep going back to this point. It's not practical. And it's also made out of plastic, so clearly it's gonna scratch easier than glass. And then when you look at it, it actually is just, eh. Like, I don't like how it looks overall, because it doesn't seem polished. It just seems like it was rushed out just to get a competitor. And the thing is, this thing's $600 more. Obviously, it has a bigger battery, but $600 more for a design that feels like it wasn't polished, and it was just rushed out, is kind of the predicament we're running in, is people are trying to force the future to come now. That's why I say foldable smartphones are the future. But it's clearly not ready. The technology is it's there, but it's not perfected to the point that this can be applied to the large market or make this practical for the average Joe, especially when you're asking people to spend more close to three grand with the Mate X because you have to include importing prices because it's only sold in China and Europe. But you get what I'm saying is that we're getting to the point that it's just not practical for the price. I get it. It's you know, it's early adoption technology, but it's still not worth it because obviously we've gotten phones that are so good. And that's why going back to the Samsung thing, Samsung showed off the S10. The p- joke is, is you can get by two S10 pluses and get the same result as a, as a galaxy fold, because that's basically what it is. It's two galaxy S10 pluses slapped together and obviously folding, but the S10 overall, like overall with all of the S10s, it's a better value than the Fold. The S10 Plus for $1,000 with six gigabytes of RAM and 120 gigabytes of storage is incredible. But, and then you have the S10e, which is the main competitor for the iPhone XR. That starts with six gigabytes of RAM and 120 gigabytes of storage, and it starts at the same price, 749 Obviously, yes, I'll be real with you. It does make the normal s10 irrelevant because most people are probably just going to buy the the e or they're going to buy the plus because obviously the plus has a bigger battery than the note 9 and usually that's what people prefer is a bigger battery and bigger display and more cameras and then also they're coming out with 5g phones which we'll talk about 5g another day because obviously it's a very interesting topic and i have a strong opinion against it to a degree but i also understand why we need to go in that direction but going back to the whole is the Galaxy Fold the future or is it a flop? I believe that the idea of the Fold should be carried on, but we shouldn't see another Galaxy Fold until I make the argument 2024 at least, because I think by then we'll have technology evolving at a rate that it will make it feasible to make it more practical and probably cheaper as well. But it still comes down to the point is a foldable phone, the whole premise of it is to be a tablet and a phone. However, we're not bending glass, because that's the overall point of it, is you need to be able to bend glass, and that's obviously, given our current constraints and technology, we just can't do that. We can't fold glass, because realistically, with current technology, it's impossible. That's why Samsung created the hinge, and that's why I said it was a more polished design than the Mate X, because the Mate X decided to cheap out and go for plastic, yet they're charging you $600 more. And people made the debate saying that, oh, the Mate X looks definitely more better because it doesn't have a big old notch when you unfold it. Yes, I'll be honest, it looks good, but realistically, that's a plastic display. It has a lot of glare and it looks cheap and they're charging you $600 more. I don't care if it has a bigger battery because either way, we're talking about a foldable phone with two batteries and it's powering two screens. It doesn't matter. I'd argue it doesn't matter how big the battery you make it because it's still going to take a hidden battery life and that's also the thing too is nobody's really had hands-on tests with the fold every time anybody has seen it it's always been behind glass and well protected they don't want anyone touching it and obviously the main X, huawei didn't care they just at mwc that which is mobile world conference which is a big convention held every year to show off new technologies and obviously they showed it off there and people got hands-on with it but it still comes down to the point, it's still not perfect. It's still not practical. And I think that's what we really have to understand is when we look at the impact of foldable phones on the market, yes, I believe it will be the future, but you have to understand the wording in that will be, it isn't the future. It's not right now. The future isn't right now. We currently still have smartphones that are incredibly powerful and we're still figuring things out, especially that we're moving into a transition going into 5G, even though arguably most places don't even have 4g and we're trying to hurry up and see who's going to be first to get to 5g obviously i truly believe verizon's probably going to be the first one to do it because they've been partnered with qualcomm for a very long time and obviously they're going to be the only ones carrying the samsung s10 5g they're going to be the only ones carrying it so clearly and they also have the motorola that has the moto mod for 5g so obviously verizon is keeping everything with 5g and AT&T is currently being dumb because they're lying to customers with this whole 5g it's not 5g it's just 4g evolution that's all it really is but you get the point we're at a crossroads where we have to ask ourselves is it practical to have this technology now or should we wait until it is practical and then the overall consumer can have it because that's the issues we're running into is i know i'm i it sounds like i'm being a dead horse right now but it just isn't practical guys and that's i like the technology i'm not gonna lie when i look at the mate x and the fold i personally will side with the fold more because it's clearly a more polished design it's meant to be durable the mate x is just a made to look good it's not reliable and obviously i hate huawei sam i, know, I hate huawei software because in my opinion it's garbage like it's always going to be a downfall. I think it's just a cheap iOS knockoff and it just doesn't feel right overall. That's my opinion on it. You know, people can have different opinions and some people are all right with it. But in the sense of Samsung, I do like that they at least updated their software and made it look nicer with the Samsung One UI. And I think overall, it's a better direction for Samsung, especially because, you know, they don't really have that good of a relationship with Google, especially that Samsung... They had a bad relationship with Google a long time ago, and because of that, that's why Samsung would rather partner with Microsoft to bring Microsoft apps to Samsung rather than promoting more Google apps. And that's why, like Samsung made their own assistant and didn't want to make the Bixby button remappable for Google Assistant. Obviously, because of the S10 Plus, we are getting the remappable Bixby button, bless because that Bixby button was stupid. And I honestly think it should have been remapped because obviously some people would confuse it for the volume switch because it was right next to it. So usually you would end up pressing that instead of the volume button. And it was really annoying and make the phone lag. And then obviously, yes, the biggest takeaways I think overall from the Samsung event that we need to realize is one, yes, I believe Samsung is Going in the right direction that they want to make foldable phones the future and that they want to spend the next decade innovating and they want to focus on making this technology better and better however then you have companies like huawei that came out and made this people say it looks better and overall they said oh it's so much better it's 600 dollars more but its display is crap and it's probably not as durable like we run into so many issues like first off you have to run think about the issues of cases how are you going to put a case on this thing like especially given that it's two screens so then you also think about screen protectors how in the hell is a screen protector going to work for this again you get what i'm saying like we run into issues like that how are you going to wireless wirelessly charge this thing if you want to do wireless charging like we run into a lot of complications that just makes things so much more difficult than what it needs to be obviously yes i'm gonna be honest with you guys i don't think you should even buy a foldable phone for probably the next decade like people are just like oh wait till apple comes up with it it's gonna be so good i'm like even then i don't even think apple will make a good one because if apple can't even figure out air power what makes you think they're gonna figure out how to bend glass like like that's not bashing apple i like apple products clearly because i'm using an ipad pro right now but you get the point It doesn't matter if you give somebody more time. It's still the limitations of technology. We are still limited by some things that we can and can't do. And obviously, yes, I do believe in innovation and I do believe pushing towards something better. However, we need to get to the point that we can master the technology we already have now before we go forward and work on something else because it leads to things like the Huawei Mate X, where it's rushed garbage. I will personally call the Mate X garbage. Like, It basically is like you cheaped out on the screen. You made it plastic. You went with a worse design than the fold. You can't really get it to look nice. Obviously, yes, I get it's a bigger display. No notch, nothing. It's still ugly. It has a horrible glare. And at the same time, it folds outwards like that's terrible. Like, why would you want it to fold outwards especially because you're exposing the screen. And yes, I get it. They included a case with it to protect it. Obviously, I don't think it's a case. I call it an envelope, really. But you get the point. We still revolve around this whole idea of not being practical. It's not practical. That's the overarching theme that I want us to understand, especially with this kind of technology, is it's not practical, especially given its price point. Like, these things are going to be over the i believe over the years we're going to see more and more companies make these and they're going to be over two grand easily obviously am i going to be surprised if apple wants like three or four grand for this thing probably not i i believe they probably do it but obviously we have so much more on our plate this year that we need to be focused on you know the technology we we're going to get this year especially because i'd argue the s10 is probably the best phone of the year right now clearly based on what it has what it offers it's overall a better phone. It has one of the best cameras on the phone right now, which actually, if you look at DXO Mark, I'm not gonna say that DXO Mark is the be all end all for camera smartphones, but they do give a good idea that the S10 is arguably considered the best camera on a phone right now. Obviously, we still have to wait for the next Pixel, the Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL. We have to wait for the new iPhones this year, which, based on the rumors, we're going to get a new design again or a smaller notch I believe and probably maybe even the new airpods I believe the new airpods are coming especially given how well they sold and maybe airpower I don't think airpower I'd argue 2020 probably at best is when it'll be ready but you know that's my opinion on it that uh, you know we just have to think of things like that and we have so much more to focus on especially cuz the S10 is the phone to beat this year clearly that do i believe the next pixel if google gets their crap together then probably because especially given how bad the pixel 3 pixel 3xl launch release was i'd argue they really need a winner this year because the pixel 3 and pixel 3xl was i'd argue was the worst way to handle the launch of a phone not only was this phone leaked all over the place we had exact specs this was in the hands of russians like way early because for some reason there was a, the phone was on the black market and people had this phone in their hand, did a full review of the phone. And then Google still advertised, you you think, you know, everything. And then when the event came, we got exactly what we already knew. And obviously people were pissed because they're like, we already knew this. And we thought you guys were just trolling us and leaking all these fake prototypes just to get us thinking. And obviously, I believe Samsung did their better choice of handling marketing this year, especially that they intentionally leaked the trailer of the S10 to take away all the focus from the Galaxy Fold. And obviously, they opened with the Fold and gave everyone a huge shock because we didn't think it would be ready, especially because this thing will be sold in April. So it's right around the corner. Obviously, I do believe there will be some tech YouTubers that will review it and, you know, we'll get. To see how this phone performs in real day use, but my opinion still stands, guys. It's not practical. Um, I'm still gonna be sturdy on that opinion. I'm not. I'm not gonna change my mind on it. I think many people will agree with me as well. And I know MKBHD and Front Page Tech they also agree with me. I know they shared similar ideas and what they believe and how they should be approached. And I agree with them on it. It is the future. Foldable phones will be the future. But The technology is not ready right now. We should not be hyping it up as such We should not be saying this is the next big thing because it will be the future But that future is not right now and that's what we need to come to the realization is that Based on limitations of technology We can't make this practical enough because you also take into account We don't know how the software is going to handle this and obviously the Huawei phone I'm arguing, I'm going to make the argument right now, its software is not going to be able to handle that phone easily, especially because we're talking about multiple times folding it in and out and using it in foldable mode or normal mode. Like, I just don't think it will handle it. I think Samsung obviously spent more time doing this. They spent more time patenting. They spent more time refining the design. And I think software wise, it will work, but it still won't be practical because Obviously, yes accessories are gonna be a pain in the ass for this thing There's no cases for it. There's no screen protectors unless if they're made by Samsung and obviously they're probably gonna do something very intuitive with it, but That's my opinion guys. I honestly I don't know personally in my opinion I'm conflicted on this topic even though it sounds like I'm not really conflicted but in reality it's because I really like the design when I first saw it I loved the phone and you know, I can understand why people would consider this future technology, which it is, but it's just shouldn't be sold. That's why I said that in reality, I don't think the fold should have been sold this year. Everybody was thinking that they were just going to show a teaser for it and that it would be ready in 2020 when they show the actual event for it. But obviously, you know, we got bamboozled and, you know, yeah, we got the phone and now we know we're getting it in a few months, like less than probably a month. So that's all I can really tell you guys on this that, you know, we're in a day and age, especially that I said this to my roommate, we're at the day and age that $2,000 smartphones are now gonna probably end up being considered normal. And I think that's a terrible idea. I already think smartphones are overpriced the way they are. And that's something I'm gonna talk about for the hint for next week's episode. But we're going down a very slippery slope. And I hope that Samsung realizes that they need to really think about how they're gonna charge people for phones, especially how much, because you already put in the market a $2,000 smartphone. So you already told the market, hey, you're fine with pushing this out for two grand. What makes you think everybody else is not gonna do that? So yeah, that's really all I can tell you guys about this. In my opinion, I hope you guys think about this really, and then you ask yourself this question, or even ask people around you, ask them, would you buy a foldable phone? I want to see what you guys would get as a response to it because i think it would educate you more in the process of understanding you know would the general market buy a foldable phone like obviously i can go out and do random interviews with people and ask them on the college campus hey do you think the foldable phones are the future or would you buy one right now like i guarantee you most of the responses i get would probably be no especially given its price tag and if i tell them how much it is they'd probably say no but yeah that's really all i got for you guys today um but going back to what I said earlier that for a hint for next week's episode so for next week's episode I'm gonna sit down with my friend Ryan in Dallas so because obviously it's spring break so I'll be back in town for actually no next week's not my spring break actually um, it would be the week after so next week's episode is probably gonna be a little bit more different but the week after like during spring break so probably I think it's like March 11th or 12th i think that's tuesday i believe is when i'll be recording the episode of ryan and we're going to be talking about i'd argue one of the cheapest phone manufacturers on the market right now and it's very popular especially given their impact on it so i'm going to leave you guys with that i hope you guys really enjoyed today's episode especially because this is a really recent topic and you know i wanted to take some time to really think about it and let this idea and this question sit in my head first before i even shared it with you guys and shared my opinion on it but i really hope you guys learn something from this i hope that you guys end up creating your own opinions and you let me know what you think about it obviously if you want to let me know what you think easiest way to get in contact with me is obviously on the twitter page for the show or the instagram page my own personal instagram which i don't know what do you guys think i'm gonna put a poll on twitter later today asking you guys what do you guys think if i should consider moving the show's homepage to my own, like to making my own personal Instagram page, the show's page, because obviously there's a lot more people following my own page and it just, and quote unquote, it'll make things easier to promote. But that's all I got for you guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love you guys to death. You guys take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful week. Bye guys.